Welcome to PHCP Pro's Behind the Wall podcast. I'm Ellen Rohr, plumber's wife, industry icon, and COO of Zoom Drain Franchising Company. With this podcast, our intention is to have real, thought-provoking conversations with people from across the PHCP industry. Of course, we want to entertain and encourage. Mostly, we want to connect and allow our guests to be vulnerable, to explore insights gained and lessons learned. Let's go behind the wall. Hi, it's Ellen Rohr. And I am so excited to introduce my next guest for the Behind the Wall podcast. Sean McCormick and I are going to get real. This podcast is all about learning about the colorful and flawed and imperfect people who make up our fine PHCP industry. Hey, Sean, welcome aboard. Hey, Ellen. Thanks for having me. Now, just to be official, state the name of your company. You're the owner of the owner of DMC Plumbing and Heating. Well, we're glad to have you. And uh, tell us a little about your business. So it's a family-run business. My father started DMC Plumbing 35, 40 years ago. He came from Ireland, met my my mother, and she started his own family here in the States and decided to create his own business. And He's been doing it successfully now for, I'd say, about 35 years. And he actually just recently retired uh, a little over a year ago. And now I'm owner and operating this successful business that he has created. I I love, love, love talking about family business. We're going to get there in just a minute. You and I were just uh, relishing in the fact that we love the PHCP pros. Thanks for putting on this podcast. And we were commenting that they let us talk about what we want to talk about there. Yeah, they've been, they've been outstanding with, you know, giving all of us our freedom to write what we, what we want to write. And they've been great. From day one, and I, I tell the story to many people where, you know, my father would get the PHC magazine delivered to the house, and I would find myself reading the articles and, and going through and trying to understand the industry a little better. And as I was reading your articles and many other columnists, I, I said, you know what? I would love to share my side and my input for where I'm at. In, in my stage of my career. And I just said, you know, it can't hurt just to just reach out to the, the magazine, PMB Publishing. So that's what I did. I just sent an email and I came up with an, an idea for a story. And they said, you know what, why don't you just, why don't you write it up and send it? And that was about, I believe, eight years ago. And they released the article. And then ever since then, I've been writing for them for about eight years. And they've always given me the freedom to write what I want to write. And and that's the beauty of it. And that's why I love it so much because I like incorporating my personal life experiences as a father, as a husband, and as a plumber. And I try to always entangle my stories into my personal life and relate it to the industry. Which is how I fell in love with you, that you wear your heart on your sleeve. You are a guy who brings his whole, his whole self to the to the party every day. One of my favorite articles you wrote is called, Why Do You Do What You Do? And it prompted me to ask you, are you familiar with Simon Sinek? Have you heard of him? No, I, I, I've heard of him, but I don't know much about him. Well, 
you, you're you're keying in on the core question, and this guy has made a career out of it of asking the question why. It's a very good question. By the way, for you and dear listener today, there is a TED talk called "Start with Why" by Simon Sinek that will blow your mind. It blew mine. I met Simon a million years ago, and I have loved him ever since. And this, I like asking the big questions. So, Sean, why do you do what you do? What comes up for you? You wrote the column, and you talked about you know, um, exploring that question for yourself. What drives you? Well, I mean, family is a big part of that, but I also realized that uh, as far as the writing side of what I do, I've noticed that so many people are similar. They, they, you know, they're family oriented. And I felt that I had a connection with other plumbers in the industry. They liked that I, I tapped into my personal life because I think we all share similarities in that aspect. You know, we were trying to make an honest living. Sometimes it's not the easiest thing to do. It ties up your time. How to divvy up your time between business and family. And that's my ultimate passion is being able to provide for my family, but also be able to spend the quality time with my family. Because you can see there's people out there that I know that maybe drive too much on the business side and work and work and work and work and work and then they lack in the in the side of spending time with your kids and your wife and so it's a tough thing to balance but i hope that when i write these articles i can kind of tap into that side and that i i I have passion for that that makes sense it does. And, and so you've got, you've got family on both both sides. I want to talk about your kids in just a minute. But let me talk about your dad a little bit. How How is it to work together? I mean, bis- family businesses are kooky and challenging. And how sure. does it come into the business? And how is it for your dad to start to bow out here? Yeah. I mean, um, I'd be lying if I told you that everything was always smooth and, you know. We well, don't lie to me. Don't lie yeah. to me. Okay. <laughs> um, we obviously, yeah, we've, we've butt heads, but we've always found that middle ground because he's been successful running this business for many years. And here I come now as wanting to continue his legacy in this, in this business. And I have fresh new ideas, which is not always the easiest thing for him because he's been so successful all these years. Why change? Right. But he's learned you know, listening to me and uh, trying to explain my side and how we have to adapt. You know, it could be with advertising or utilizing social media, just different ways of of running things. And he's understood that and we've worked together. But again, any family business, you're going to have people who butt heads. But at the end of the day, I actually spoke to him the other night and, you know, he misses working. And you can tell that he is proud and that Thus far, I'm keeping the business going and it and it's successful. So, yeah, I can see that that would be, be tough. Is it hard for him to let go? Do you, do you find that or is he also embracing not being there? This is a tough challenge for so many family businesses. Like what what could you share to help other people in your situation? Yeah, it definitely wasn't easy for him to to bow out. But the fact that he did and we had a nice talk and you can tell that he's, you know, he, he knows that I have the ability to run this business successfully. But I think he does miss it. You know, 
relationships. I don't think he misses the headaches of, you know, actually running it. But yeah, he does. He does miss it. Will he tell you? Will he tell you he's proud of you, or will he break your shoes, or somewhere? In oh the no, no. He's he's <laughs> he's told me. Yeah, he said he's he's very proud, especially during these difficult times. Uh, I think he worries for me during this pandemic. But he's you know he says you know I'm I'm constantly praying for you and that business stays strong. So yeah, he's he's very proud, and he actually said that the other night on the phone, which was great to hear. Well, and you have two kids, and you wrote yeah. an article about your daughter who just can't get enough of the tools. I loved it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> tell me, tell me about how your kids respond to you working, and uh, tell me about the princess. Yeah, so I have a a son, Mason, who's who just turned nine, and I have a daughter, Madison, who just turned four, and Madison is. It's just incredible. Like I never thought in a million years that she would take to the tools and the work and be so interested in in what I do. You know, anytime I do stuff around the house and I bring my my tool bucket into the house, she drops whatever she's doing, playing with her toys, and she's right underneath the kitchen sink with me. Of course, (laughs) in a uh, princess dress. And you know heels and everything else. <laughs> you <laughs> bet now. See, uh, just the other day, I was outside painting the garage, and she pokes her head out the front door, and she's, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm painting." And she looked at me like, "And you didn't ask?" And she <laughs> runs inside. <laughs> she gets dressed, but she had to clean the room first, clean up her toys, and she did it so quickly just to get outside and be by my side. It's a great feeling to see her so interested in what I'm doing. How did having kids change you? I know that when, um, I think when, when Max was born, that was like the first time I ever, ever thought, Oh, I have to be responsible. I have to make things happen like dinner. And, you know, I felt like life grabbed me by the chin when I had Max talk to me about how, about your family and, and just how that's impacted your, your life and your business. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I told people, you know, when we had Mason our first, um, and then, you know, throughout the years, then my siblings would start having kids and close friends and they would always ask me like, how is it, uh, you know, being a dad, you know, they would try to pick my brain. And I would just honestly say it's probably one of the more difficult things that I've had to do in the beginning stages, but one of the most rewarding and just amazing experiences to be a parent. And I never knew that that feeling and, and what parents have for their kids, like with my parents, the love they had for for myself and my siblings. But I never understood it. I never understood that that connection until you have your own kids and it just completely changes your your world good and bad you know <laughs> responsibility and your your time and but to me it's it's so important in in my life to to raise a a happy family well let's let's go back to your childhood and in everyone's life there are these salient moments where you know you can go one way or the other. How did you end up where you are now? Like what were a couple of moments? Did you have a, a, a teacher who saw you, a mentor along the way? How did you come to embrace the PHCP world 
Who had an impact on you? I think my father was a big influencer in my life. You know, at an early age, I remember waiting for him to come home from work and running outside and, and leaping into the truck and wanting to just, you know, be involved and drive the truck down the driveway. And it started from then that interest. And I've always had an interest in the plumbing industry, but my father always told me, listen, you don't have to get into this business. I don't want to force you to. I'm going to leave that up to you. And that gave me a sense of like peace. All right. So I'm not, I'm not forced to get into this industry, which was great because at the time growing up, my number one love was being a musician. I'm a drummer. I was in a band. I wanted to, I wanted to be a rock star. You know, that was my, my dream job. So throughout those years, I was I was juggling the music side. I was also in college for a communications major. And on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, I would be working with my father. So I was juggling all these different opportunities. And as I started working with my dad more and more, I realized, like, wow, I actually love doing this. I don't mind getting my hands dirty. I don't mind diving in and ripping out a toilet. But my dad has been definitely a major mentor in my life. And even more so now that I'm in the driver's seat now of running this business, I understand even more of what he was telling me prior to being in the driver's seat now. So, you know, from being a musician, was there a point where you thought, I have to make a choice? What happened yep. with that passion? So I started college. And I remember having a discussion with my parents because I think my mom was a little nervous, understandably so, you know, looking out for my best interest, trying to make it in the music uh, industry was is not an easy path. So I gave myself and I told them, listen, I'm going to give myself the four years of college and I'm, I'm going to apply all my efforts to each, you know, trying to make it with music, but learn the trade. And at the end of the four years, I'm going to make a decision. And at the end of the four years, I made what I believe is the, was the right decision in getting into the family business full time with my father. But it was, it's always music will never leave, leave me. I love, I, I miss playing at a bar, you know, at, at midnight, you know, under the lights. And it could be to a crowd of uh, four people. <laughs> But it's something that will always be a part of my life. But I made the right decision. I gave myself the four years to dabble into each, you know, from college, with communication, with the music, and with the plumbing. And I, I made the right decision to go full-time with the, the family business. Hey, you never know. The band may get back together. Well, you did. Yep. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm older, right? And there's just seasons for things. And, uh, you know, these these seasons pass and new new adventures, uh, new opportunities develop. And it is interesting that everything you mentioned really colors who you are today, communications and music and mechanics. Music and mechanical, I mean, a lot of mechanics are musical. There seems to be some part of their brain that clicks along in that way. That yeah, they, yeah. You know, they see the patterns in in music and in and in uh, mechanics. Sure, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, I know a lot of mechanics who are also musicians. So drummer, uh, drums were are your jam. Yeah, yep. I <laughs> I played since I was 
let's say 12, 13, got my first drum set and just continued playing. I even got into jazz, reading charts, big bands, and studied with a jazz musician who's, who's played with, you know, Frank Sinatra. And I was playing like pop rock and I wanted to expand my horizon a little bit. And I got into jazz, which was very difficult, but it was a great experience. So yeah, music has been part of my life forever. Well, talk to me about your business. When you came into it, are your siblings into it? How many employees do you have? Give me a sense of what the business has been like and and, uh, your vision for the future. Sure. I'm the only one and I have an older brother, Rich, two sisters, Claire and Catherine, and a younger brother, Brendan. Rich got into the business maybe for about a month or so. He had a bad experience with the sewer ejector pump that (laughs) that can really i mean that can rattle a guy that is no small thing yeah we uh yeah uh, they were working and they forgot to unplug it and i'm sure you can imagine what happened so he pretty much quit after that he said this is not for me that's not the Um, story like that i've heard yeah and then my younger brother brendan he got into it for a little bit i thought maybe he would continue but he decided to go into advertising. So he has a job in the city now. So uh, I'm the only one in the family that's, you know, moving forward with the plumbing. And we've always been a small business. We have about three trucks. The goal for the future, I don't want to get too big. You know, I like keeping it small. You know, we have control of as two other trucks. We're just licensed right in Rockland County, New York. And, it's been successful thus far. And as of right now, I'd like to keep it on the smaller side moving forward. So do you have a niche that like there's one area that you're going to own? Because as a small company, you get to do that. I mean, I don't get into commercial work. If that's what you're asking, it's just strictly residential, residential plumbing, you know, water heaters, water filters, faucets, leaks, boilers. Of course, boilers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so was there a moment as you, you know, in the last, say, uh, maybe last five years, or maybe even the last few months with coronavirus, where you've had to regroup and um, make some decisions about the direction of the company or change things in a significant way? Maybe had a moment of doubt in terms of whether or not you wanted to do this? Sure. I mean, um, when this all hit in March, it got real. You know, it was it was very scary because all of a sudden the phone wasn't ringing at all, and I was like, "Oh boy, this is not it's not good." Because I have employees, and you know, I, I'm trying to keep them busy so they can get a paycheck, but also you know, replenish the business. And it got real scary there, but you know, we we still handled emergency work. I tried to give the guys as much hours as I could. And thankfully, it, it's it started to really rev up again, you know, because people didn't want us in the house. So we've we've done all the proper precautions with wearing masks and gloves, and you know, trying to be clean and as much as we can as plumbers. But so thank God it's been it's been it's picked up. And but it was definitely scary there for about a month, where I actually questioned. I said, you know what? I don't know if this is this is going to happen there. But it's all part of life, you know, going through this. You know, I 
my father say, you can get through this, you know, you can get through anything, a, a pandemic or, you know, people being quarantined for four months. What kind of rituals or uh, behaviors do you go to to help you through tough times? Like, I know so many people are dealing with uncertainty and so many challenges in the world that seem to be out of our control. And then what we can do is go within our hula hoop and try and find the tools that help us keep from being overwhelmed and that we can bank on to make better decisions. What do you do? What are some of your go-to rituals? Well, I'm uh, practicing Catholic, so I, I pray. And I, I also talk to my mom, who I lost it's about eight years now, nine years. And she was always my go-to for inspiration, especially in a time like this. She would be the one to calm myself or anyone, any other siblings down in, in times of trouble. She was just great at that. So I find that, you know, Prayer and, and 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 talking to her definitely helps a lot to calm the nerves and that everything's going to be okay and things happen for a reason and I truly believe that and whatever that reason is that what we went through or I'm still going through there's always a silver lining at the end of it so definitely uh, big time prayers oh and I love that you talked to your mom you're a mama's boy yeah. <laughs> she, she was uh, a big inspiration in my life and my siblings' lives. So yeah, miss her every day. But it helps to to talk to her, and it helps ease my anxiety. And so, yeah, it definitely gets me through the tough times. Well, you seem you seem to be someone who finds the joy in ordinary moments. At least that's what I keep um, uncovering in your articles at PXC News. Tell me, uh, tell us all about SummerSlam. I can't tell you how much I loved your experience because, you know, uh, World Wrestling was uh, the WWE or whatever it's called anymore. It was right. it was big around my house for a while, just saying. I saw Ric Flair in an airplane once and almost lost it. So yeah. <laughs> you, you, you t- tell a story of going with uh, Mason. Yeah. yeah, it was something I'll never forget. So it was held in Brooklyn, and I was able to get tickets from my cousin, Anthony, who works with uh, USA Network, and he knew our love for wrestling. And that was the way that Mason and I bonded, and still do to this day, with wrestling. It drew me back into my childhood, and it was something, like I said, I'll never forget. We, we had like a private entrance into the arena, you know, like love service. We had a nice suite, which was filled with drinks and food and had your own private bathroom. And it was just, he was just in, in awe and shock of being at SummerSlam and being treated like a king, you know. And I had talked in the article about applying that same treatment as we should with our customers. So it was an interesting experience uh, spending quality time with my son, but also made me really realize that people like being treated like this, you know, and, and if I can apply that somehow to my business, then I'm going to try to do that. But yeah, this wrestling has always been, I'd say for at least five or six years now, has been something that we bond together with, which is, you know, on Sunday night, pay-per-views are like, it's a big deal in our house, you know, we make popcorn and we, 
we get together under our blankets and we watch wrestling. Who's your favorite wrestler? Right now, I would say my favorite wrestler would be Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns? Okay. I'm not um, up to speed with the new guys, but Ultimate Warrior, I liked his costume a lot. What was his other nickname? The Nature Man or something? Uh, the, the Nature Boy. The Nature Boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, his his daughter uh, Charlotte is is wrestling, and she's she's like a big a big deal now. With, you know, within the women's division, <laughs> which is also inspirational. Seeing a, a father daughter and how she got into the industry, and so it's, it's pretty interesting. And she's she's very successful doing doing her thing. You know, it's not an easy thing. I'm sure for her to to achieve success being all oh, Ric Flair's daughter, you know, so. You can relate to that, right? I mean, that's the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly. the, the burden and the gift right there. Yeah, and I, I, every day I'm in customers' houses and, and they always ask about my dad and how wonderful he is and what a great guy. And, and I agree. And it's big shoes to fill. And, but yeah, I can definitely, definitely relate to that. So talking about that, you know, here you are in this moment of transition. I guess all life is transition, but there's this moment. You used to be the kid, and now you're adulting, right? And then young people are coming into the industry. You're not so far away from that moment that you can't relate. What encouragement would you give to young people who are trying to, to, to find their way in this trade or to help them understand what's available here? Sure. I just say, you know, for starters, you know, if you're getting into this industry and uh, as a helper, I have a whole uh, article on that. It's just, it's so important for the basics. You got to set that foundation. You get into the industry. Don't be afraid to ask questions. That's how I started. Ask as many questions as you can, learn as much as you can, but know your role at the time. Like, okay, I'm a helper. These are my responsibilities. You know, try to think ahead of the guy or girl that you're working under. What do they need next? What can I do to make their life easier? You know, little things. Just know what they're expecting of you at that time, what your role is, and and learn as much as you can. And and you'll grow from that and and you'll get noticed that you're growing and that you're learning. And then you just make your way up, you know, to that next step. I, I think that's the most important thing is just Lay that foundation down. That's with anything and learn as much as you can. Know what your role is and learn and learn and learn and build from there. It seems to me, and you know, you, you indicated that you got the writing bug early. It seems to me that that's a motivator for your writing to help people find satisfaction, joy, meaning in the life of our trades. How did, you know, how does writing fit into the big picture for you? It lets me express my my feelings and you know relating my personal life experiences into the industry and it's actually never thought I could be a writer or, or have anything published or so it's it's made me realize that you know maybe you know, I can do stuff that I've never thought I could do you know yeah, plumbers, and, plumbers and feelings are not necessarily yeah. <laughs> using the same sentence. I think that's really thoughtful of you. Right. And I, I guess I'm just, I know who I am as a person and, and I'm not uh, afraid to admit that I'm 
an emotional person. I'm not afraid to talk about my feelings. I'm not afraid to, I'm not one of these, you know, macho, oh, I'm a plumber and, you know, oh, you know, I, I, I'm not afraid to voice that and, and, and talk about that. And I think I'm who I am and that's, you know, and it helps me. And, and, and that's my goal as well is, is through my writing is, you know, you can tap into that side, you know, with, with your emotions and with your family and, and having that trying to accomplish that balance of work and family life. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. I think it's really big of you to share that. Thank you for that. Is there uh are, are there books inside of you? Is there a novel inside of you? Is that an itch you want to scratch? Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What's your process for writing or can answer, continue that question. I interrupted you and then tell me a little bit no, about no. Process. the process. I guess I, I, before I begin writing, I just think about it could happen like during during an afternoon home with the family or something my kids do trigger something that I could maybe apply to plumbing relationships stuff I've learned on the job uh, mistakes I've made on the job because we've all made mistakes you know stupid mistakes but we've all made them and we've all learned hopefully from them but I think that's really the base of how I get my ideas and then I just I just go from there. There's been times where I I started a piece and I've just been talking about my personal life experience and not knowing how I'm going to relate it to business. And all of a sudden it just clicks. I'm like, oh. And so many of my pieces have come just from that, just sharing my personal experience and not knowing how I'm going to tie this into plumbing. <laughs> and it, it just happens. And it's, it's just incredible. And it sounds weird, but it, that's just how it happens. You know? I think that's helpful. There, there are a lot of people I talk to in my journeys who aspire to writing. And I think that's that's uh, helpful to know a little bit about how it clicks for you. Just as you talked about it, it resonates like quilt pieces. You know, they're kind of all over the floor and you stitch them together. Uh, and then some of them you discard. Uh, and then right. you, that'll work. You know? <laughs> put it together like that that'll work and there may even be something to do with plumbing or business in here yeah exactly and it's uh like i said like i never thought in a million years that i would have a article in a, a national magazine like never in a million years and it just goes to show you that you know you can't be afraid to just ask like that's all i did was just ask mm-hmm. and next thing you know i'm in and then i can't tell you how many doors have opened from this experience you know, and in the relationships I've built and my connections I've made and just, you know, being here right now talking to you on a on a podcast, reaching out to other plumbers, it's incredible. So never be afraid to just reach out and, and it can't hurt just to ask. And you can't imagine how many doors can open just from, from asking, you know. That, this brings us full circle to where we started. I am so grateful for our, our magazine, PHC News and the PHCP Pros, because that's how I met you and, uh, you know, that community that we've created and what an honor it has been to talk to you. I am inspired, Sean. Thank you so much for having this conversation. No, and, and thank you for having me. And I hope that people that are listening can take something from what we discussed and apply it positive way and yeah so thank you very much i appreciate it 
Well, you are kind and creative and passionate and a plumber, all of my favorite things. So thank you so much for, for being on the podcast today. And with that, we'll say goodbye. Thanks so much. <laughs>